an important documentary about someone who is as American as I am, but is fighting for his rights. We're talking to him and the editor and writer next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, breaking into... It's like, first, we're going to rock out. <laughs> mm. It was very nice. I know it's like I feel like I should be outside I know, jumping around. Dancing in the rain. rain. Dancing, I almost said rain. I almost yeah. said rain. Hi you guys, welcome to another edition of Breaking Into here on Black Hollywood Live. I am your host, James Lott Jr. I'm so glad you can join me today. I have a great subject we're gonna talk about today that's very important and very timely. And I have the star of this subject and the writer and editor here. I'm just it's gonna be so great. And I mean they embody the whole my whole thing of paying it forward, sharing knowledge, and lifting each other up. Um, the film screening is actually tomorrow here in L.A. at Outfest. It's always very exciting for that. The documentary is called Forbidden and Un- Undocumented and Queer in America. I'm gonna get that. Let's get that straight. Uh, I have the writer and editor, Heather Matthews. Hello, Heather. Hi. And I have the very brave subject, and I'm so glad to have him here, Moises Serrano. Hi, everyone. Hi, Thank Moises. You. How are Hi. you? Great. How are you? I, I have to give a shout out to Rocky Saldana, who actually I talked to you on Twitter. See, this is the power of t- social media. The power yes, of social yes. media about your film months ago. Oh, wow. And then I was like, I want to talk to these people and like have them on my show because I'm trying to do things, you know, trying to diversify my show some. And I just, and also I'm Latino and queer and all this stuff. And I just want to talk to you about what's going on with you and explain to folks out there yeah. what this documentary is, mm-hmm. what it all means, and what it means for them. Because mm-hmm. you're out there all the time. You're yes. talking. Yes. I, there's, a, there's a ton of videos with him out there. Like crazy. And then we're also going to show the trailer too. So, Jonathan, I did, um, there's a trailer for it I wanted to show too. So, I can get that ready as I'm, as I'm talking to him. So first, okay. So Moises, where? Mm-hmm. So you're from North Carolina. Yes. But you were born in Mexico originally. Correct. But yes. you've been North Carolina almost your whole life, correct? Correct. Yeah, I migrated with um, my mother and my two older sisters when I was 18 months old, and uh, we settled in really the northwestern part of North Carolina. Really beautiful state. I've been there. Really yeah, it's gorgeous. State. Lots mm-hmm. of greenery. You don't have in LA. Yeah. <laughs> right, Heather. I mean, so I'm more greenery. Yeah. To look for, but North Carolina is everywhere. It's yeah. all everywhere. succulents here. It, 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 yeah, it is. <laughs> These plants that don't take any water. Um, now, so you, how old are you now? I'm 26. So you've been, I mean, you've been in America almost what 24 years of your life. Yeah. 20, like that's, yeah. that's you're American. A long time. You're here, you're here a long time. Yes. I mean, that's really most of your life. Yes. So please explain to folks first. Let's break this down. What is undocumented? Mm-hmm. Because I know there's all these things buzzing around. What is it? What is it? That's a great question. Um, I think the best way to explain it is just an immigrant without an immigration status. Okay. Right. Um, I, many people do not know that uh, once you enter into the country without proper inspection by immigration and customs enforcement authorities, um, there isn't a way to uh, legalize or naturalize your status uh, if you remain inside the country for more than six months or more than a year. You can't get naturalized? No. No. That is a, that is exactly the root of this issue, right? I oh. think. Um, People often say, well, uh, they should get in line. Yeah. The fact is, is that there is no line for for the 11 million undocumented immigrants to get in. Okay, I just learned something today. That, yeah. I thought, I was thinking, yeah, just go in, but you can't do that. No, that that is correct. After and that, six months? That is, um, that is actually a provision under um, IRA-IRA, which is one of the toughest uh, pieces of anti-immigrant legislation passed by the Clinton administration in 1996. Wow. Um, and so that's kind of the, 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 uh, the barrier that was placed uh, for immigrants. You have to... Um, 
for example, I migrated when I was 18 months old, and because I stayed with inside the country for more than one year, um, my penalty is that I have to return to Mexico or anyone's native country and uh, remain there in exile for 10 years. That is my penalty. What? And then, but you were a baby. Exactly, right? And okay. then uh, seek to naturalize my status by an existing channel, which, uh, again, like the existence system is, is not working. So. Oh, that, okay, I just, I really did learn something new. I was yeah. like, I didn't realize it was, that was the six month thing, and you were a baby, so obviously you had no say. Uh, exactly. There should be some kind of provision. Right, exactly. And I also think that, uh, you know, we do not want to remain undocumented. Right. <laughs> we, we really would love to live without fear. Um, so, again, there is just no pathway to, towards citizenship because Congress is the only body of government yeah. that can provide a pathway towards citizenship. But as we have seen, they are gridlocked on not just immigration, but many other issues as well. That's, that's crazy. Okay, we, we really, we're going to break this down because I, I just like, we're going to show the trailer right now because I was like, that just blew me out the water. I'm going to show the trailer, please, and this is the film. Guys look when I this. was little, I was enchanted by Lady Liberty. You know, I was enchanted by the story of America because I would always ask my teacher when I was eight or nine years old, I was like, teacher, what does Lady Liberty have on her notebook? Because that's, that's what I thought it was. You know, what is, what is written on her notebook? And my teacher told me, she said, it's give me thy weak, that's give cute. me thy poor... Give me that huddled masses yearning for freedom. And I knew, I knew that Lady Liberty was talking about my family and about my community. I just knew that in my heart, so I felt welcomed and I felt special. My name is Moises Serrano. My name is Moises Serrano. You look good. My name is Moises Serrano. I'm queer and I'm undocumented and I'm unafraid. The people united will never be defeated. I can't hear you guys. Come on. The people united will never be defeated. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Scream and get ready for Friday, right? One, two, three, scream. Woo! Two, four, six, eight. How do you know your son is straight? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe laugh. I saw that. It made me laugh. Really good. That was good. I graduated in 2007 from from my high school. I got a small scholarship. Graduated. You know, so young too. And then I realized what undocumented really meant. The community college system at that point had barred all undocumented students from even attending a community college or public university. Right then and there, the door was shut right in my face. All of my dreams, all of my aspirations in one moment gone, shattered just like that. The Dream Act came five votes short of, of breaking a Republican-led filibuster. And just to know that, you, that five people can dictate the lives of 2.1 million undocumented youth is humble. You know, that makes me feel so small and so um, unwanted and so disposable. I was starting to face this rhetoric of, you don't belong here. Go back to where you came from. I am 24 years old now. I've lived in North Carolina for over 22 and a half years. Go back to where. That, that's a great line, too. Go back to where. We all hear those things sometimes. Go back to where you come from. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. You're American. I keep saying yeah. it. You're American. I mean, for all purposes, you're American. Yeah. Um, when you when you both watch that, how, I mean, as the writer editor, as how do you? What kind of motion can you watch that and look at it? I mean, how's I, it? I I can't. I mean, I get goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Now. I know. I, yeah, I mean, okay. I just. It's still. I can't watch it and not be affected by it. Yeah. 
um, I, 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 st- I see it as something other than what I built. Um, I mean, that's the power of a good trailer. Like any yes. good trailer, you it creates it creates emotions yeah. in you. Um, it all it always it, every time I watch it, yeah. I try to watch it very minim- very yeah. minimally. Yeah. Because I don't want it to not have that effect on me. Got but it. it does. I, there are three different times in that trailer where I get the goosebumps and where my where I get this dark feeling in my chest. I felt it for myself. Yeah, I, got it. I, got, I was getting upset. Yeah, I could feel it. And for you watching, it's you. You talking. You yeah. watch yourself talk. <laughs> I'm on no. TV, so not it. So no, 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 no. Oh gosh, I, I usually do not. Um, you look good in every shot. I mean, hello, everybody. Even you lay in there in bed, you look kind of like. You know, do you have makeup on? Like, what's going on? You Thanks look good. to Heather, my editor. I look great. Yeah, you look great. Wait, hello. We have to pay her more. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, I, I've spoken to Tiffany and I've spoken to Heather about this. You know, I think uh, and Tiffany was the director. Yeah, Tiffany so the director. Sure, we'll make sure we make sure everybody. Yeah, make sure everybody says that. Um, the amazing director. Yes. You know, I, I've spoken to them. Um, I, I I can't I can't watch the documentary. I really cannot. Mm. I, I think even the trailer it takes me back to really dark moments yeah. in my life that I really would much rather not yeah. go back to. Yeah. But I do this because I I I believe in in the American people. I believe in the American public, and I believe that. Um, they uh, they are just severely uneducated on this issue, and I believe if they were educated, then things would change and things would all get better. And that's what this documentary is about. I, I was educated, and yeah. I'm, I'm 47 years old. I think I, <laughs> I think I know a lot of stuff. I was like I was educated on that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that it was those kind of weird things that are in our system that are stopping people from just doing what they want to do naturally. I yeah. mean, you you want to I know you want to vote, you want to get married, you want all yeah. the stuff that you're here, you know. Exactly. Exactly. You should have all that stuff. Okay, so I so we're going to go deeper into this, but I want to talk about like what does it mean to be queer? Mm-hmm. I think for me, realizing that there was a difference between gay and queer in the South okay. came at a, at a really um, at a culminating point to to when Trayvon Martin's uh, murder was basically uh, not going to be charged, um, and I was at a uh, white gay fundraiser. And I mentioned this to someone there, and he said, oh, um, I don't follow politics. He basically did not care because he does not follow politics. And the lives of people of color being reduced to politics, like, made me realize how elitist and exclusive, like, gay spaces were. And and then, you know, I I realized that uh, I am not like them, you know, that that, uh, immigration reform to them would also be politics and that they wouldn't care. So um, I started understanding that queer was oftentimes, uh, you know, more accepting of different shades of your skin and different issues. And it was a, a more encompassing in broad term. So. It's funny for me. It's um, it's interesting because it's being used, but the young, younger it was my generation mm-hmm. used to say it. It yeah. was a, it was right. a bad word. Yeah. So we didn't say it. So I saw it being used again. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I totally get why a broad section of the population is saying it now. Yeah. yeah. It's not just not just gay men, but mm-hmm. other women are saying it. I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of stuff saying it. Yeah. Um, and you know, we had Orlando happen recently, and a lot of them were men of color, mm-hmm. a lot of Latino men. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of funny how people who I, I was shocked. How many people in the gay community that are white really just other? If it doesn't affect them, they just are not involved. Mm-hmm. If it's just white of color, gay, gay of color, I'm thinking, well, shouldn't we all be doing this together? Yeah. We're gonna... no. no, and you saw that obviously. Yeah. yeah, so that was the moment when it struck me that it was not uh, just gay; it was queer. And so I, um, from that moment, like we we kind of decided to to go, especially with that um, that word for our documentary. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. And then now, also, what does it mean to be for you Latino? Hispanic. What does that mean for you? Oh gosh, um, 
it's it's evolved over time. You know, I, I think I, I was uh, again I was raised in rural America and, and rural North Carolina, and so when my family migrated to North Carolina, there weren't other Latinos, there weren't I'm other sure Mexican families, yeah. and and on top of that, just geographically speaking, the type of work that my parents did, they worked at farms, and so okay. it was very isolated from even other families. Wow. Um, so for me, at first, I really didn't see a difference between myself and my peers. But then it was uh, when I, whenever I started to see other migrant families kind of um, coming into the area, I, I started to see that I was not just, you know, a regular American. I was Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Selena also helped really oh, yeah. solidify that for me. And yeah. still to this day, she is my goddess. <laughs> yeah. um, May she rest in paradise. Exactly. So, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think for, for me, being Latino means my culture, my music, my language, and reclaiming that, and and not allowing people to say Moses. It's it's Moises. Okay, that's right. Uh, and so that's how I that's how I've slowly reclaimed my identity. It's through my name and through my music and through the food. I'm gonna share something with you. I interviewed uh, a, a big time director here on my show. Her name is Nzinga Stewart. Mm-hmm. And she had a different name. She went over to Africa and had an epiphany experience. And she said she was at the on the west on the uh, western part of Africa, and she saw where the slaves were traded over to go onto the boats. There was actually like an invisible line. They they made it into a thing there, but it was a line where once they crossed the line, their African name became an American name. Wow! And so she said it profoundly. And you just said about name and stuff. She was like, "I'm going to go back to the name that is part of my family, and I'm using Nzinga." And said she's gotten flack for using that name because it's something different. Like, oh, wasn't Zena? Yeah. She can't direct, uh, you know, Young and Hungry or something. Like, they can't, you can't do a Nickelodeon thing. And she's like, no, I can't. I just have yeah. a name. So I like the fact you're like, no, I'm going with the name yeah. that is my birth name, that is my culture. Yeah. It does, yeah. it does make a difference. It does. I mean, it, a name is like your, your marker in society, it's, mm-hmm. it's your power, you know? So, so reclaim that. Yeah. Definitely. Oh my god, that's so great! Yeah. So I brought those three things up because I mean it is. I mean you're 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 Hispanic, Latino, you're queer, you're undocumented, you're a man, you're a North Carolinian, Carolinian. I mean it's like there's so much going on, yeah. but it's all tied together exactly. in noises. It's all identity. Yeah. Yes, and that really. Now, how did this come up? I mean, how did this whole documentary be, be, get born? I mean, how did this happen? Well, Tiffany, it started with Tiffany. Okay. Tiffany's been working on it for four years. I've been working on it for two. Okay. And it began with Tiffany um, when she, a friend of hers, Kathy, was going to school at Wake Forest studying, okay. doing a documentary program. And she was given an assignment to interview Moises for a project for oh, school. Okay. And she invited Tiffany along, because Tiffany was visiting. Tiffany was in town visiting okay. in North Carolina. And Tiffany lives in Florida, and um, and she said, "Tiffany, will you ask the questions while I, I operate the camera?" Oh, okay, okay. And she and Moises just hit it off. Oh, he's charismatic, just, so I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Just we hit it, the camera. They, I mean, <laughs> she went way beyond the scope of the questions wow. on the paper, and just they went way beyond the length of time that had been determined. Mm. And afterward, she said to Kathy, we need to make a movie about this wow. this guy. Like, I knew nothing. Tiffany's an, been an activist her entire life. Okay. And she knew, she didn't know about this issue, the yeah. undocumented issue, yeah. the undocu-queer issue. Yeah. And she felt like, what's wrong with this country that we, who consider ourselves activists, don't know about this? Yeah. Like, why I mean, is this not being talked about? Right. And she felt it was. She felt that it was very important to bring this issue out into the open, and that you know Moise's story was such a good way, such yeah. a good story to tell. Yeah. Um, so she and Kathy f- 
followed him around <laughs> with the video camera for two years, um, for two for almost three years, and then um, he was going to college. He'd gotten a full ride into college, which I don't want to spoil too much of it because okay, yes. it's in the movie. Yes. But it happened to be the same college that I went to. And <laughs> Tiffany had visited me at college. This is all meant to be. I know. Yeah. Tiffany, yeah. Tiffany and I have been friends since high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And Tiffany called me when he when they were going to fi- finish shooting at the college, like his first few days at college. Okay. And Tiffany okay. called me because she'd visited me there many okay. times. And it was just like this yeah, crazy well, yeah. kismet thing. Yeah. And it was the first time I had heard about this documentary, and I couldn't believe that I didn't know anything about this subject, and I couldn't believe Tiffany was working on this project, and it sounded so amazing. And I had helped Tiffany with her previous documentary project, um, just a little bit, yeah, just okay. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but my, you know, she finished talking about this, and I was so impressed, and I was so amazed, and I, it was so, it just sounded so great, and I, and I was like, who's gonna edit it? Oh, and she was like. I don't know. I, I guess I will. He's <laughs> like, can I do it? Oh, fun. Okay. And she was like, please, I love yeah. it. And so we started, you know, that was in September. I started work in October. Wow. This was almost two years ago, okay. October. Yeah. And um, she sent me a hard drive and was like, go wow. for it. Go for it. Wow. Now I have to ask you, first of all, when they came to you and said we make a documentary on you, I mean, this is like, this doesn't happen to me. No one's made one of me yet. <laughs> How's that? How's that feel? I mean, how's that feel? I mean, like, is it like, oh my god, no, is it scary? Or like, I mean, what does that mean? It was exciting. Okay. Um, it was exciting at first. Um, you know, I never knew how far along this project was going to okay. be. You know, I, I, you know, it just didn't seem real. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, sure, I'll go with this. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. You know. Um, but I just never expected it to get to this point. Yeah. You know. And so. So. I mean, we, I don't mean to interrupt no, 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 you, no, no, but no. we didn't, There, we shot, in, I mean, the last material that we shot for this film, mm. we shot in March, wow. just this past oh, March. Oh, wow, okay. The first time we screened a rough cut in Yadkinville for his family, that's the first time his family and a lot of people realized that we actually had a movie. <laughs> that's right, that's and all we, funny. And we then <laughs> shot a bunch more interviews. We got an interview with his sister that became, oh, that's wow. very vital mm. to the movie. Oh, wow, okay, really great. brings okay. a whole new dimension to the movie. Okay, yeah. We got an interview with another activist um, in North Carolina that became a very big part of the movie. Two other activists in North Carolina that became very big parts of the movie. Like, a lot of people didn't really take us seriously until they saw the first cut Uh, of the movie. Okay. Okay. So that brought us uh, to a, another level where we were able to get even more footage for the movie that yeah. re- was able to bring us to the next level Yeah, th- that has got us to where we are now. Yeah. Now, how was it with them following you around? Like, what does that mean yeah. for your life? It was great. Did I you mean, have a partner? Uh, yeah. So yeah. How, yeah, how, does that, how does that work? You know, I think... <laughs> Tiffany, the director, and I—we yeah. really just have such a great relationship. Wow, that's great. It's, it's an on—it's a friendship, and I think because this documentary is based on a friendship yeah. and on a relationship, and not like a um, kind of like this weird yeah. dynamic of like uh, camera and subject. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think that that really shows in the film. We hung out like, together. We hung out together. Like I felt comfortable with her, so I just you know mm. opened her up and you know and let her shoot shoot yeah. whatever she wanted to shoot. Was there any? Was there certain things you think she couldn't shoot though? Was there like? I mean, was there? Any, and and what did your partner say this yeah. whole time? I mean, how is? I mean, no, how did, we took it in stride. I mean, you know, also like you know because we were uh, friends, she never tried to overstep the boundaries. Okay. Like there okay, was good. actually nothing that I um, that. 
that I kept from her, you know? Okay. I, actually, now that you mention it, I think I was a little hesitant about um, uh, get, applying to colleges and having that on film. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, because okay. I was always nervous about not getting in. Um, oh, you know, yeah, then you're, yeah, yeah. As we all are. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but other than that, I was, I was fair game, you know? There, I mean, there's one conversation in the film that takes place between Moises and Brandon, his partner, that is incredibly intimate. That people wow. ask us all the time, like, how were they willing to have that conversation yeah, on camera? Like... And it's in completely, you can tell that it it's because he trusts Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. So I was say, I mean, there's, I mean, there's the, well, the one, there's one scene in the in the trailer. So, like, like I said, you're laying in bed with a softly lit. Is that um, yeah, so it's that, that scene? scene. So I'm like, he's like laying there, y'all softly. This man's like, yes, what? I mean, I was like, it looks beautiful, but no, but there was a serious that, scene. That scene, the that whole scene, of yeah. that scene, wow. and that all of that footage is just. I couldn't believe yeah. this was taking place in front of a camera. Wow. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, I love. I'm a big documentary fan, so I love documentaries that we almost feel like you're intruding. Kind yeah. of, I love those kind where you're, you're like you're in. It's like you're in the room with them, yeah. and it looks like you have many of those moments in there, which we're yeah. talking stuff. Yeah, I trusted Tiffany, and I still do. Yeah, you know. And so, are you a natural uh, in terms of talking in front of people? You seem like you are a natural uh, in here. I've always loved it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always <laughs> loved being in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I know a little bit about that myself, a little bit about that. Right? Yes. <laughs> no, um, when I was in high school, I, my dream was to be a journalist and, and to okay. be a, an anchor. And I started my own TV cast program, and I was like the yeah. producer and the main anchor. And so uh, I, I always wanted to be, you know, behind or in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, and uh, I always loved public speaking. And it was through the immigration movement that I got this opportunity yeah. to really practice and, and hone those skills. Yeah, so, you're, good, you're good at it. So... So can you explain to people what exactly you are fighting for so they know exactly what it is that you're trying to get? Right. I think um, we want to humanize the immigration issue. That's okay. that's really at the core, um, I feel, of this movie. It's about belonging. It's about acceptance. It's about being loved. But the mainstream rhetoric that we have of immigrants right now is so toxic. I was saying, yes. That it, 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 Trump. Exactly. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yes. And, and also, Trump. He didn't appear out of nowhere. You, no, you know, he doesn't live in a vacuum. Like no. the, uh, they're, they're both sides, really, Democrats and Republicans, have in the past adopted this really staunchly anti-immigrant yeah. uh, uh, rhetoric, and that culminated in the politician that we're seeing now. Yeah. But it has also led us to fail so many times in Congress in order to pass legislation because people have a very warped sense of who immigrants are in this country. Yeah. So. When you were editing and stuff, I mean. When you started to edit it, did you have an idea or sense of what you wanted the film to say, or did it come later? Um, I would say, now there were about 250 to 300 hours oh worth God. of footage oh to get there. God bless editors, I'll tell you. God bless the editor. Yeah, I was Woo. looking at footage like every day, 9 to 6, from <laughs> oh October God. to March. Oh my God. And so it took me about like a month to realize what the structure was okay. going to be. Okay. Um, once I saw sort of like what my general, what the footage generally was, like there were there were lots of events where Moises was sharing his story mm-hmm. with the public, with different audiences, yes. different types of audiences. Yeah. Um, and I realized that. Um, that you know, that's what we were doing. Is we were, we were the film was going to share his story and then okay. back up everything that he says got in it. the story. Okay, got it. You know, all the facts. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna tell the story of like how 
difficult it is to be an immigrant Got in it. this country through other people explaining okay. the difficulties. Yeah. Um, now, now, for you, especially because we know how this is, being queer or gay, whatever term you want to use, and of color mm-hmm. can also be a problem. Yeah. So how how does your family or people of your community who are Latino handle your queerness or your gayness? Right. I, I think um, I've had the fortune of uh, my family was accepting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, at oh, the wow. end of the okay. day. Okay. Um, and my mother, uh, who is a fervently Catholic woman. I was say. Okay. You yes. know, uh, a, a, know, and most Latino families tend mm-hmm. to be pretty religious. Yes. Um, but she said something that was very monumental for her, and, and she said, you know, um, regardless of my family and regardless of my church, I don't care what they say. I just want you to be happy, and I love okay. you. Um, and, and I think that really speaks again to the bond of you know mother and child i think it can surpass anything um and so that's that's really how i've taken it and so far my community you know they've seen the work that i've done and they see that i'm fighting for them that it hasn't been a problem okay yeah okay i always want because you know historically like you said latinos are very staunch in the and black people too in the church Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where they may be like yeah i love you but i can't outwardly support you because Also, the dialogue as a nation is changing, too, you know, and that's, I think, permeating also into our communities. You know, we now have same-sex marriage, you know, it's, um, it's, there's more acceptance, I feel like, overall um, in this country, and I feel like that affects my family as well. No, it doesn't. That's that's, that's true. I I think it's great. Now we have the Pope. Yes, I know. I know. My grandmother was like, oh, okay. She's very Catholic. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, she goes to church like every day. She's She's always there for something. I'm like, okay, girl. Uh, She's always there. Settle down. Yeah, I'm like, hey, girls, okay. Um, But no, that's the thing I just think it's a a thing we talk about here, because here on Black Highway Live, we're about diversity, and sometimes it's hard for people of color, and that could be Asian, black, Hispanic, that, you know, that's that's the thing that kind of butts heads. Mm-hmm. I love you, but yeah. right. my church says this. Or a lot of Latinos are very conservative in many ways, in their way of thinking. Yeah. yeah, they are. And I think that's still the importance of coming out. Yeah. You know, that's still a testament as to why you should come out of the shadows um, as gay or queer. Uh, sorry, come out of the closet, but also come out of the shadows as an undocumented immigrant because we need to humanize this issue still with both communities. You know, yeah. we need to humanize the issue of being gay with the Latino community, and we need to uh, humanize the issue of being undocumented with the Anglo-American community. Yeah. So now you're fighting for it to be obviously a national level, level right? Is that yes. is that what we need? Is it has to be federal? Or I mean, how, what, is that, what, do we, what do we need to do? Great we question. Go? We need to pass immigration reform at, okay. at a national federal level in okay. Congress. Okay. You know, as as some. Um, We've stated, like, only Congress can provide a pathway towards citizenship. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, right now, politicians aren't really listening to, uh, because their constituents aren't raising their voices. And so that's what we need. We always need allies. That is something yes. that's very, it's in, in any yes. movement, yes. whether it's all you know, Black Lives Matter or gay stuff or anything, it's always the allies that we need, exactly. like you, exactly. or like, in here going, yes, I'm going to help support you and say something, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And all it takes is a phone call. Like, it, you know, you don't have to be like us making a documentary, you know. <laughs> you sure? Why? Do it. <laughs> although, although we would strongly encourage it. Yes, of course. Um, but uh, it can be as easy as picking up a phone call. And California tends to be pretty progressive, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. as far as a, a statewide for immigrants. But um, that doesn't mean you can't call politicians from yeah. other states. That's what I'm saying. So. Just, yeah, just because you're in California, you don't mean. I always tell people all the time, you know, those that are are the target of oppression, um, you could be next. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And statistically, for every 20 calls that, that Congress receives for immigration okay. reform, they receive 1,000 calls against immigration reform. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I just, I just, I just always wonder. Like, we're we were America. That means bring people over. People can come here for for a new life. Yeah. And then it's like we, you can't. Not yeah. really. And that doesn't reflect how the population feels right. about immigration reform. That's just that the anti-immigration reform is more motivated. Mm-hmm. They're louder. It's like why the NRA rules everything. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Now, I always, I always just tell people. I mean, that's why I tell people of color, young people of color. You need to vote. You need yes. to get involved. Yes. Don't feel like you just can't. It just it won't help anyway. I mean, Obama was the first thing we, we saw that voting did really work. Yeah. 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 It should give you a good example. Like, it can't work. But yeah. also on smaller levels, too, your local oh, government, it's very, everything. It's very yes. important. Local yes, thank government you. is very important. It's, yeah. also, it's so easy. Go to Facebook. Like your congressman's yes. pages. Talk to them. You can do it on Facebook. It's so easy. Yes. I tell my congressmen, my house, my representatives yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I thank you. I, I think um, you know. I really appreciate you bringing up that point because I think we all focus on this big spectacle that is the presidential election. But uh, you know, as you were saying, so much of our lives are dependent at, on a state by state basis. I don't know if people know, but in state tuition for undocumented immigrants is decided at a state basis. Um, driver's licenses for undocumented immigrants is decided on a state-by-state basis. Partnerships with um, of local law enforcement with immigration and customs enforcement is decided at a state basis. So I think uh, we need to stop paying so much attention to the presidential election and then also vote um, in your state legislatures as well. Like, really do. I mean, it starts from local level. I mean, mm-hmm. it starts from the top two, but it starts from the bottom yeah. also. Yeah. Yes. The front lines. There's so many exactly. things that can be changed at a local, that affect people more on a local mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And we're very fortunate here in Los Angeles where we're a sanctuary yeah. city. Yes, we we have in-state tuition for everybody. Uh, yes, for undocumented do. citizens, yeah. undocumented yeah. citizens can get driver's license. Yeah, they can. Yeah, because of Jerry Brown, like yeah. we're very lucky. Yeah, but it can change. It, it, no, it can. I mean, I, I, I'm not full comfortable all the time, and it can happen. Yeah. How is it in North Carolina right now? In North Carolina, um, when I graduated from high school in 2007, they had flat-out barred students like me from going to college. Just a flat-out bar. I mean, you know, imagine really like you're at this um, crucial point in your life when mm-hmm. you are like. Uh, transitioning into adulthood, and all of a yeah. sudden, the state just says you can't follow your dreams. God, that's so crazy. Um, yeah, and so that's um, so. North Carolina in 2010, three years later, decided to allow undocumented immigrants to go to college with a catch: you have to pay yeah. out-of-state tuition, which is Ooh. three to four times higher, know that. Yes, you know, you do. Than, know than in-state tuition. Not only that, undocumented students like myself are not eligible for any type of public assistance or oh. government aid. Oh. Not only that, undocumented immigrants like myself tend to be minimum wage earners. We tend to fill those really bottom, low-level jobs that do not pay enough to pay $800 per class. So that's still the reality today. Um, There's currently approximately 55,000 undocumented students in the state of North Carolina without a proper pathway towards an education. So do you have a driver's license? Thanks to Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Uh, DACA. DACA. I know this can get kind of tricky, but um, undocumented immigrants pushed Obama and the Obama administration to grant us some type of relief. Okay. And that was DACA. And what that essentially does is that it takes qualifying youth who meet certain requirements, like you pass a criminal background check okay. and all of this stuff, um, and it takes you off the table for deportation. Okay. And then you are granted um, a work permit, social security card, and a driver's license. Oh, wow. So um, okay. 
thankfully, I was um, allowed to have yeah, DACA. But you have to reapply every you have to reapply. two years. Oh, my God. You and have to pay it, the and fee. And it was, it was um, an executive order. It can be taken away oh at any time. It was an administration change. So if yeah. the administration who comes next yeah. is not friendly, they can take it away. It yeah. also be every two years. So it's like, just when you feel comfortable, then it yeah. could, you could not get in again. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Uh, you are at the hands work. of the administration. That's it. I'm done. It makes you so angry. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's like crazy talk. It, makes, it, yeah. it's, it really makes. So we're talking angry. about people who want to be law-abiding as citizens and have the just the rights of what we have here in America, just basic stuff, mm-hmm. and you're not being allowed to get it, or you're going to have to jump through hoops to keep it. Yeah, exactly. I think What's uh, that about what we're asking for is to live without fear. Right? How simple is that? You know? Yeah. Like you want to be part of the system. Like yeah. I want to be part of the system. You, want, yeah. you are they part of the system, are. but you want to be. I mean, more you want so. to be recognized, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the word. Recognized. They want to be given the rights that they feel like they already have. Right. I mean, most people do not know that before the Real ID Act in 2007, most undocumented immigrants could actually get a driver's license. Oh wow! It wasn't actually until specifically state oh. legislatures were out uh, hunting, which hunting undocumented immigrants that we lost our driving privileges. But that's in the film too. I had my driver's license, and then okay. I, it was taken away from me. Oh my god! Yeah. And then you know, undocumented immigrants drive with with. Um, driver's licenses have expired, and the and the local government, local sheriffs, and police officers set up traps. Oh, sure. for oh, them, sure. and then charge them three, four, five hundred dollars for a ticket for driving without a legal course, driver's of license. Course, of course, they do. They're just making money. They're just racking up tickets. Uh, now, can you travel outside the country? I can. Uh, I can, and I cannot. Okay. You, you do have to ask permission from the administration is called advanced parole. Okay. So, uh, Which like you're in prison. Imagine that term. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as of now, DACA recipients can travel only for uh, work, education, or family emergencies. But again, it's it's decided on a case-by-case uh, So you level. can't go to, to the Caribbean and hang out in Bermuda? No. I would not be allowed to re-enter the country oh, if I leave God. without proper permission. So. Okay, that's why I was just curious because I know that yeah. that's. I mean, you want to go on a vacation somewhere, you want to go somewhere outside the country, you can't really do that yet. No, no. The government is his parents. <laughs> right, exactly, right, exactly. That's the great analogy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or my parole officer. Mm-hmm. Well, you say parole, like, what a word. I mean, you know? it's like just hello. Yeah. Let's criminalize it even more. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's exactly the, the heart of this issue. It's criminalizing uh, undocumented immigrants, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to decriminalize my community. And yeah. entering, a very important point, I believe, is entering this country without papers is not a criminal offense. Right. It is not a criminal offense. Right. Say so, yeah, it ten times. Yeah. It's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Jeez. There's no such thing as illegal immigration. Right, right. It's, it's not. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. This is so, this is so, it's just like I'm learning stuff more and more. It's just, it's just too much. Um, so when you were finishing up and you were, you were putting it all together and you got, you got the new footage and everything... When you saw it, you feel like, okay, my baby is done. How did it feel? When we actually, like... Yeah. Like, we had many... We had screenings along the way as we got closer and closer to being done. And, like, we would would have a screening and people would respond and they were responding really well to the film. And we were like... (laughs) And then finally, (laughs) Tiffany came out to L.A. and we, like, locked the picture when you have no more cuts to make. And we... It's amazing. We made like three major changes okay. when she came out. We put a new beginning on it. Okay. Um, we switched some things around, and all of a sudden, it just felt like a silk ribbon. It was just, it felt perfect. Wow. And we were like, 
Like Tiffany had a scotch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I drink. I would drink afterwards. Like, oh my god, we're done. You know, like uh, she's all just, straight up. She's like a scotch straight up. Yeah, yeah, we we just couldn't believe it. It just felt like it, yeah. it was. It came together like it, it was some kind of magic. Yeah, the way it fit together, like yeah. we just the the ideas. The, the the stars must have been working yeah, very well. There, there was no Mercury retrograde that weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just are. Because, you know, sometimes it's very hard when you work that intensely with someone. Yeah. And, like, I'll give an idea, and she's like, what are you talking about? And she'll say something, and I'm like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> you know, and the, but everything just worked so smoothly, and we yeah. knew we had it. We just knew we had yeah. it. And um, we were very fortunate to, to um, realize that we were finished when, yeah. when, when we were finished because we had a deadline. We had okay. gotten into okay. the Outfest. Yeah. And um, we were very fortunate to get into Outfest with a rough cut. It's very oh, hard wow. to, to 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 get into festivals when you're not when, yeah. you're, when you're submitting an unfinished film. Yeah. And um, so we had to be done by a certain time wow. in order to get all of the post production yeah. things finished, all the color correcting yeah, and sound mixing yeah, and all yeah. that stuff done in time. So we had to finish, wow. and we were terrified going into that weekend. Oh, I'm sure. And it just came together like it was meant to come together. Oh, I love that. I and love it just that. felt incredible. We finished at like 5 o'clock in the morning before Tiffany had to get on an airplane, and we were like, <laughs> you know, it was ama- It felt amazing. We were yeah. so, I mean, like, we, were, we just couldn't believe it. And the first time you saw it, did you, like, saw like a baby? Did oh. the ugly cry? Were you, like, weird? You could yeah. look yourself? Was, I mean, how was it for you? I haven't seen the finished product. Oh, I've seen, seen the rough cuts. So tomorrow night you're going to see the finished product? For the first time. time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So he hasn't seen the big change. Oh, there was yeah. one, like, oh big oh, change. I'm so excited for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so excited I'm nervous. For you. Um, no, you know, as I was saying, it... It's hard for me to watch. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm it sure. takes. It, sure. um, my mother is interviewed in this. My sister is interviewed uh, in okay. this. You can mess with me, but don't mess with my family. Okay, That's you know, right. you know, and so um, I feel really vulnerable when I see them. Okay. And, you know, because no one, no one likes to see their family cry on film or suffer. Yes, right. um, yeah. there's a very harrowing interview with his mother. Oh, okay, it's very, yeah. Okay, I mean, it's still, like it gets me. Yeah, so it's just so. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know it. I, I don't do this because I like to see myself on film. I, re- I really wish we didn't have to make yeah. this yeah. film, yeah. but the reality is is that we have to, and we have to make our we have to open up ourselves so the American people know that we are uh, worthy of just living without fear, of just staying. Yeah. That injustices are being done. Yeah. Exactly. I'm rooting for you guys. I'm going to do whatever yeah. I can. I mean, this is one reason yeah. why I wanted you on the show. I wanted to talk yeah. about it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever I can do, I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll vote for whatever. I'll do what I can do. Yes. I guess yes. It's, just, it's just, it's just, it's incredible. That's a, this is like a basic American right that you want and yeah. you should have it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not asking for that much. Again, we, we just want some type of relief. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what folks need to know. They just want some type of relief. Yes. Yeah. God, it's crazy. Uh, and so now, if people want to see the film after Alpha, where can they go to see it? Where is it? We streaming? What's, what's the how's the deal? You think we that, we have a sales agent. We're working on a distribution okay. deal. There okay. there'll be some sort of we're going to continue on the festival circuit for the year. Perfect. Okay. So hopefully we'll be at a festival film festival. Check it out, near folks. You. Festivals, yes. There's a lot of festivals um, out there. But we're working on a distribution deal that will be okay. something, you know, like maybe we'll be on Netflix. Oh, okay. Just okay. the best thing to do is to go to the website, ForbiddenDoc.com. Everything will be current there or our website. I mean, or our Facebook page, yes, which is ForbiddenDoc. Twitter, um, too. you got Twitter, too. Twitter, it's, it's yeah. Forbidden, um, forbidden to Live is our Twitter account. Yes. To the number. Yes. Um, 
and everything, every new festival, every new, when we get a distribution, or, you know, the distribution deal will be up to date on there wherever okay. we end up premiering online or on streaming or in a theater or well, on I'll be, I'll be, I'll keep watching it and I'll make sure I take it out to people. So yeah. As yeah. you guys move along, as you yes. guys move along. Yeah. Get it out there to people. Um, I ask my guests the same two questions every show. I don't, pre- I don't, as you guys know, I don't prep them, these two questions, because I want your just natural reactions. I'm asking both of you guys the same question. So there's two of them. So, well, there's two. Two, two, two. I get my hands together. Okay. Well, I'm all just combining one. This thing's making me so angry right now. I'm so angry. I have to calm myself down. <laughs> I need a scotch. Jeez. This is like, this is not fair at all. Let me get mine. My... Yeah, pull it in, pull it in. Where's my flask? Where's my flask, Jonathan? Where's my flask? No. Um, okay. The first question is, I believe that language is very important. Um, it can propel us forward or hold us back or it be, or be damaging. So my first question is, what word in the English language should we take out of our vocabulary? So you each have to answer that. Illegal. I like that. Okay. Yes. Mm. Oh, God. I know this. <laughs> I said, I don't prep people. It's like, I don't prep them, but I don't, this is, I want, I want to hear what you, what comes to mind for you. Because language is, language is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have one in Spanish, too? Ooh. Um, oh, there are so many in Spanish. <laughs> All of the derogatory yes. terms um, that I do not want to say on camera. Good, uh, okay. Um, yeah. But all of the derogatory terms that are uh, specifically aimed at gay and queer Latino men. I think right now... In soccer, there's this chant yes. that they chant. I know. I was like, um, whenever they don't want their opponent to score a match, yeah. and and that enrages me. I was shocked at first. It, it, it enrages like, uh, me. Okay. So let's do away with all of the dehumanizing, dehumanizing words aimed at LGBT people okay. in Spanish. Like that. I feel like the term ethnic is always used in a oh. negative way. Okay. Okay. That's a good I feel one. like I never hear that word used in a positive way. Like they're, oh, they're so, so ethnic. ethnic. Yeah, I was saying they're, they're, you're so ethnic. That's so ethnic. But they're so like, ethnic. What ethnicity is he? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's it. See, you got going. Okay, so now on the converse of that, what word do you think we should bring back and say more of? It's <laughs> always the harder one. Everybody's like, oh my God. Yeah. Mmm. What good questions. Thank you. Commonality. Ooh. Okay. That's a new one I haven't heard. That's good. Oh, gosh. I don't know. There are so many. Um, I don't want to be like a universalist and be like, love. You know, <laughs> we, we need more love. love. We do other. need more love. We do need more but, love. But I think um, empathy. Ooh, you know, that's a empathy. Good one. I, I, I just don't understand how um, we can remain silent on any issue. Like, I, I don't want your sympathy. I want your empathy. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference, mm-hmm. and I think that's the point of this film. Like, yes, after you watch Forbidden, not only do I want you to be educated, not only do I want you to be enlightened, but I want you to be engaged and moved yeah. and ready to take action. Yeah. You know, uh, um, we are we are at a very turbulent time in our history, to where there are so many social justice issues you can take part of. Yeah. Choose one and commit yeah. to it. You're like, I mean, you're going to be a leader. Yeah. You are. I'm like, I'm just like... Fingers crossed. My whole thing is, you know, I have children your age, a little older than you, uh, and, I have, and I have grandchildren, and you actually give me hope for the future. Doesn't yeah. he? 
Yeah, even I mean it's changing. Even the high school kids that I talk to, you know, now they're so aware, they're so woke, as we say. Yes, you know, I think we're headed in the right direction. Change is coming, and it's slowly coming, but I think it it, it'll it'll get here. People like you, though, that's what we need. Yeah, we need that completely, completely. So take my compliment. Yes, thank you. Be a leader. Can you call, can John? Can you go ahead and flash the uh, the picture of the, uh, the the thing of the documentary so people can see that? Um, it's called "Forbidden: Undocumented and Queer in Rural America," mm-hmm. which means in America period, just America period. It seems like yeah. at this point, yes. America period. But it's in rural America because he's talking about North Carolina and his story, Moises Serrano, of course. Uh, I will, like I said, I will keep you up to date as we go along as your journey goes. I'll make sure it's. I've been following you guys for like this journey for like six months, I think, at this point. Wow. Wow. It's kind of crazy. So, Um, now, if they want to find you guys besides the documentary and want to talk to you some more, Mm -hmm. and that camera over there, can you tell me they can find you? Meet you guys. Me first. You know, Facebook is always the easiest. Uh, Moises Serrano, reach out to me on Facebook. Or you can also send me an email at uh, moises.elcambio at gmail.com. M O I S E S dot. E-L-C-A-M-B-I-O at gmail.com. That means the change. If you guys don't know that. It does. <laughs> I know my Espanol. Good job. Thank you, my palabras. And, and where um, can I find you? <laughs> you want to talk to me? <laughs> There's a, you can always go to the website, which is yes, ForbiddenDoc.com, okay. or you can email me, which is Heather at ForbiddenDoc.com. Yeah, if you want to get involved or want more information, I would say talk to email them, talk to them. They'll, yeah. they'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Sir. Definitely. In the right direction because it's not the only state. We're talking America. Yes. Yeah. Right. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, you so much. Now, you can follow us on our Facebook page, which is Breaking Into, and on Twitter, would you follow me at James Law Jr. Use the hashtag Breaking Into, and we can continue the conversation, or I can lead you to them if you need to know more, or if you have people you want to talk to yourself. Thank you so much for watching. I am so glad you were here with me today. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. You. you did good. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. That was from executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff. We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook. Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.